this crazy dream About some folks who love this country Who all began to dream the same dream And when the morning came There arose across this nation People thinking one and the same And they awoke to find their freedoms And all their liberties Had gradually been taken away And when they realized the danger To their posterity I heard those patriotic people say We want this country back dignity and our freedoms and our rights restored we want this country back she's been driven way off track we're wide awake and we're madder than hell now and we ain't gonna take it anymore Welcome back, folks, to the second hour here of the Concord Lantern, named after the Battle of Concord and Lexington, when the Redcoats came to take our muskets, which was not only a form of being able to hunt for food, uh, it was for protection from the Indians and the others that might be a danger, and also to try to prevent tyranny from overtaking our communities. Uh, I am your host, Maggie Rose. And you are listening to the Concord Lantern here live on Republic Broadcasting Network at www.republicbroadcasting.org. And we have with us for the second hour, we have continued my co-host, Chris Brumbles, Army veteran, uh, has been a radio show host of his own, The Trigger Warning, has written for the Readout News, which is, you can find that on the internet, out of Idaho, and Sherry Duvall and uh, her other staff members there. And he is also the Columbia County Coordinator for the Oregon Firearms Federation, along with Kevin, who is the founder. Uh, Chris's wife has also been a, um, a chairperson, chairwoman of the Republican Party of Columbia County in Oregon. And they are fighting for your constitutional um, rights and for the God-given rights, um, your natural-born rights. We also have here... With us into the second hour, Steve Garrett, also a military veteran who has served his country honorably and also was even willing to go so far as to run as a gubernatorial candidate for New Mexico about the same time that yours truly was running uh, as a gubernatorial candidate in um, Oregon as well. So the three of us are back here, and we are going to go to our listener in a moment. His name is Bubba, but we first want to have Steve share what he meant by uh, talking about the smart thermometer, and then I'm going to have Bubba call and ask Chris and Steve uh, or a uh, question or make a comment. So, Steve, would you please go back into what you were talking about? Yeah. Um, each one of these Dominion uh, tabulators, uh, they claim that they, they, well, they do have the capability of being going online. Now, supposedly this function is supposedly uh, turned off, but it doesn't turn off the, the notebooks and everything else. And in other words, the, the clerk's computer system has to be able to connect to the Internet for voter rolls, things like that. The unfortunate part about this is this can be breached 
And we have word, uh, unimpeachable, that our, our system here at the Moriarty Civic Center had actually been breached, and what it was breached through was a secondary system, which is the smart thermostat. More, uh, it's even your home. Your home, your com- you may think your computer system is safe, but there's ways of going through back doors, such as if you have a smart refrigerator. Well, your, your computer system at home is tied into that, then they have the ability to go through that device in order to breach your computer system. So, since these are, you know, and I've heard all those machines will connect to the internet, but yes. but, but we should trust them though because China makes them, right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Now, there's um, just one more thing I wanted I wanted to say this. So, so there were some takeaways from that Arizona election the other day. They said for the first year. If they counted all ballots by hand, it would cost $546,000 and $16,000 every year after that. That's four, So that would be $1.51 per ballot the first year, $0.04 a ballot after that. Now, for the ES and E or whatever, the, the machines, it would cost $9,531,887 the first year and $559,390 for maintenance and software updates and everything every year after that. So you're looking at $16,000 compared to six, almost $600,000, quite a bit different. Right. So not only is it cheaper, I mean, not only is it, is, is it, will it, is there voter, you know, right for voter fraud, it's cheaper to do hand counts. And these yes. people, are there. <laughs> so go ahead. Well, yeah. And as well, and, and I found it very interesting that wind turbines, offshore wind turbines were brought up. What a lot of people don't know about New Mexico is the largest land-based wind turbine farm is currently been authorized and is they've started building it here in New Mexico. And that's insane, you know, because on the East Coast, the people have been sharing with me, my listeners in New York, New Hampshire, and Connecticut, Rhode Island, and I have family in Rhode Island that people are fighting against it because they're saying they're not only polluting, they're damaging to the environment. Um, much of the electricity is not going where they said it was going to be going to the people, uh, but it's also damaging the animals and well, the birds as well. And of course, it's, viable it's not. And, and Rock Taylor brought that up too, as well as we found out that if they put in those those wind turbines off the coast of Oregon, all the electricity would be going down to California. It would not be going to the people in Oregon. So it's it's horrible, you know. Um, I wanted to bring up again uh, John Padella. Right now we have Brad Thornton who's going to be going down to the border of Texas and New Mexico, one of our patriots. We have a bunch of truckers that are going down there. Now Canada is trying to say that if our truck drivers who are from Canada are not having reason to come into the state to unload a load uh, that they're going to try to block them at the border but I want to let people know that Jonathan Alexander uh, is down there at the border he's been down there quite a bit trying to protect the border and he had down there John Padella out of Idaho uh, who was down on the border with him along with some um, representatives from the Republican Party John Padella just now texts me um, I want to put a shout out he's a pastor in Idaho and he said he's on a plane right now on his way to D.C. And he wants to let people know that he is definitely going to be running for county commissioner um, there in um, Idaho. And they put his campaign logo up on a big digital um, 
a billboard. For those of you that are in Idaho who know who Pastor John Padella, P-A-D-U-L-A is, uh, please vote for him. And no, Laura Logan, we were planning to have her come on today, but she didn't get back with me. So I don't know if she's in Mar-a-Lago right now, if she's in Washington, D.C. I don't know if she is overseas or if she is with uh, 107 right now. I have no idea where she is. So hopefully we'll be able to bring her on. Um, The two of you, I would like you to welcome, please, Bubba. Uh, Bubba is uh, known as Bubba Scout R-E-B. I guess that stands for Rebel. I think he's out of Colorado. Uh, Bubba, welcome to the show. Do you have a comment or question for either Chris? We've got more than comments. You're in real trouble. Our army is totally infiltrated by traitors. So is your Republic Broadcast Network. And they're jamming our line, too. They know... The top levels of the government know about us. Bubba Scout Rev. Rev's for rebounds, by the way, just so you know. It's just a call sign, 13 letters. But when I heard Don Quixote in his windmill jousting, this time he's going to need a jet. I never read the book. I never read the book. Look, give it a rest, will you? This is going to take not voting. This is It's way past that. You're voting things in even when you're voting against them. You don't even know how bad it is. We do. There are- Thank you, Bubba. I really appreciate you making the comment. Thank you very much for that. Uh, folks, um, I know what Bubba's saying here, and I really, really appreciate uh, that he's coming on, and we're trying to give him a voice here. I understand what Bubba Scout is trying to say, um, that you know we're all in trouble here. I, I agree with Bubba. He's absolutely right. And I think what Bubba's trying to say in frustration, um, and again, we're talking about the caller we just have a call in a minute ago, Bubba Scout. What he's trying to say is people either are becoming apathetic or they are falling asleep at the wheel. And I think Bubba is seeing that out of Colorado. Colorado is becoming extremely uh, a liberal state. And I think what Bubba Scout is seeing is not only people falling asleep at the wheel, Bubba Scout is seeing that people People are apathetic. He's seeing that people are selling us out. They're selling themselves out. And people's attitude is, well, until it affects me, I'm not going to worry about it. But what Bubba, I think, is trying to say is that by that time, it will be too late. So I want to thank him for calling into the show and expressing that we are in trouble. I'm quoting Bubba Scott right now. We are in trouble. And many people here on Republic Broadcasting Um, We understand that as well. We have here the real news, the real talk, the real people that are sharing with us who are calling in like Bubba and saying, we are all in trouble as the country. So I'm going to turn that over to Chris and Steve right now, let you guys discuss uh, Bubba's frustration right now. Oh, he's absolutely correct. And uh, I mean, there's the election. Elections are only effective as long as they they're they're done properly. But we're past that. We're, we're to a point here where action is necessary. The, but people are still, you know, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to jeopardize my livelihood. You know, it's, it's to the point where when it comes down to it, and this is what I've asked state patrolmen, sheriffs, when at one point... Is a paycheck more important than than your oath? You know, it it how long are you gonna take her orders? Here meaning 
Governor Grisham here in New Mexico. You took an oath, and the first part of that oath is, I do solemnly swear to uphold and defend the Constitution against all enemies, comma. That is your first duty. Your first duty as an elected official and to your oath is to protect the Constitution and my constitutional rights. That's why you were put in the position, and that okay, is your first duty. People need, people need to know we don't have constitutional rights. Our, our, our rights come from God. We were born with them, and I'm not trying to— Correct. You know, I'm no, not they're, attacking, they're, but the reason I, I this is one of my pet. I mean, I'm not mad at you or nothing, but I always correct oh, yeah. people that because if people think that we have constitutional rights, they'll think the government gave them to us and they can take them away. They absolutely mm-hmm. cannot take them away. They're given to. No, and, I mean, they're, they're antecedent they're to government for thousands of years. Yeah, and so, they but, and they set them down to to yeah. to clarify. That these yeah. are inalienable rights. You can't touch Well, they, they put them down to chain the government is what they did. They're, they should be called right. the Bill of Limitations on Government because that's what it is. It should. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> you well know, I, I can understand Bubba's frustration. Just like the Ten Commandments. And yeah. now we got yeah, these not... that want to change the Constitution because they're not following it. Well, would you change the, the Ten Commandments because people weren't obeying it? No. You just make them obey it. So... Uh, this guy was—he sounded kind of bleak. Yes, yes, things are things are bad, but we're not done, and people are starting to raise up all over. Look in Canada; they got this guy named Pierre, I, and I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name—Poilever, or something like that. And he's running around Oliver. doing rallies and doing his best Donald Trump impersonation. And Canadians love this guy. He's bashing the left, the lunatic left, and articulating how exceptional the ignored working class of people are and how mediocre, if you will, the elitists that want to control every part of your lives are. They want to control your speech. They want to control your thought, everything you do. And the, they're losing their minds because this guy is getting to people. They're losing their minds like they're applying for a job for the view, <laughs> assuming they have minds. And they're literally claiming that this, the left is now literally claiming that these huge crowds this guy is drawing are because he has a green screen, even though he's live streaming. And when people write in to comment on their BS, they block their comments. See, the truth and courage will beat the left. It always has. It always will. We oh, got to have they're sunlight. Cheating. They're cheating all the time. We got to have sunlight. You know, and and the thing is, their yeah. only weapons are lies, deflection, and cheating. Their ideology is destructive and anti-human nature. So if they don't control the narrative, they're dead. And we're starting to take the narrative back. Look at Trump. Trump is. I mean, I, I, I want to talk. If we got time later, I'd like to talk about his his caucuses. He dist- I mean, he got the biggest numbers ever. And oh, Biden. I mean, now you got. And I'm sure somebody will call and say I'm racist, but you, I'm just saying the name of these groups. You got blacks for Trump. You got Latinos for Trump. And pardon the French, but niggas for Trump. You got women for Trump. You got truckers for Trump. Veterans for Trump. And it just the list goes on and on and on. Who do you have for O'Biden? You got Nancy Pelosi. So people are waking up and people got to quit being Debbie Downers and just, you know, use their use their right for free speech and, and get out and, you know, go to these rallies, talk, speak up. If they try to cover, if they try to shut you down, speak louder because we do have the power as the people. And it's and never need to take majority that. fight. This is always going to be the minority. It is always good. You know, and the thing is, is like, for Pastor John Padella out of Idaho, 
I don't know why he's flying back to D.C., but it must be something pretty important. But when I turn around, look what happened to Mark Thelman and so many of our people in Oregon. Um, I look at, you know, um, my, you know, this this person that walked up to me in a restaurant in Thousand Oaks, California last night at Maria's Italian restaurant. And she said, I really don't want to interrupt you. And I was sitting with my cousin's mother-in-law and they're just the two of us. She said, I just have a question. She said, I noticed um, you were, you know, because I had sitting next to me a baseball cap that she knows um, a retired, not expired U.S. Army. And it had my nursing emblem. So, you know, I was a licensed nurse in the military. And she saw that. And then she saw my jacket on the back of the chair. And it's a jacket that I bought um, that Juan O'Savin, his wife, uh, Jennifer Mack, you can look her up on jennifermack.com. That's M-A-C.com. And it's a jacket with Trump on the back of it. And, he's, and, and he sees that the bull with red eyes is attacking the American flag. And Trump is the matador fighting this bull and trying to protect the Constitution and the American flag. And she sees this jacket on the back of my chair. And as I turned around, she's like beaming at me. I didn't know. I couldn't figure out for a minute why she was beaming at me. And, you know, 107 said to me, and, and I don't know if he's in Mar-a-Lago with Trump right now or where my friend 107 is. Uh, he was with us at the one-year anniversary for the Robert Lavoy Finnegan thing. But she walks up to me and she says, you know, she said, I need to ask you a question. She says, I can see that you possibly are supporting Trump. And I said, yeah, there's a lot of things about Trump that I don't like. And much of it is his past, but I don't care about his past. I only care about the present and what he's doing now. The reason why I voted for him before is because we don't need a globalist. We don't need part of the the, the, the captured the captured Republican establishment. Uh, we don't need the rhinos. We don't need people that can be bought. Nobody can buy Trump. He's got you know more money than who you know whatever. So I liked him because he was a businessman. Yes, he might have had two or three bankruptcies, but you know what? How many people have owned only one or two businesses and they're going to have a couple bank bankruptcies? Maybe he's had so. So many businesses, and if he's only had two or three bankruptcies uh, out of all the businesses he's done in his entire life, that's not too bad. I don't care about his sexual past. We wanted someone that was not a lawyer and to give us a bunch of bull crap and a bunch of spin. We wanted a businessman that can run this country like a business who he and his wife are Christians and they're standing up for America and they're standing up for we the people. And she says, well, I have a problem. She says, I'm living here in Thousand Oaks with a bunch of people that are very liberal. And she says, some of them are my friends and they'll come up to me and they'll say, well, you know, Robin, who are you voting for? And she's just silent. And then they automatically assume she's voting for Trump, right? She says, how do we handle people that are our friends and family that are cutting us off because we voted for someone they didn't agree with? She said, how do I handle this? Now, I would like you, Rob, before we bring Francis on, I would like, uh, not Rob, um, Steve and Chris, how do you answer Bob and his wife Robin in California that live in a very liberal area? How do they handle answering people when they fly at them because of their supposed politics? How she, can she handle this in such a way where she doesn't have her neck out on a limb every time? Or should she go ahead and stand out on a limb and say, well, come hell or high water? There's, there's two ways. She either tells them it's none of their business. Or, or she gets rid of them because if they say they're your friends and they're going to judge you on how you vote, is that really your friend? It's none of their business. There how you go. 
It really is. My, uh, I mean, I personally, my I would, I personally would tell. What was that, my Steve? My brother-in-law's mother, or my brother-in-law's mother, is a is from Russia. She lives in the Bay Area, in Pinole, and she has built a billboard for Trump on her property. And uh, she used to throw a lot of dinner parties, and her neighbors that used to attend were very liberal and basically ostracized her because of her support of, of President Trump. Uh, and she tried to explain to him, I'm from Russia. I know what breadlines look like. I know what oppression looks like. And her, she's in her 80s, and she's willing to stand up to these people. I mean, they've, done, they've, they've, they've torn down her, her billboard. She puts it back up. And when she puts it back up, she puts it up bigger. And now it's massive, you know. And so they've learned that tearing down her billboard isn't an option. And in fact, I believe she even hooked up a wire to it uh, to a to a an electric fence uh, transformer. Whoa! So they, they get a little bit of a, a an interesting situation there. That uh, is so awesome. That is so awesome. You know, when I was sitting in the restaurant last night and. Robin and her husband, Bob, came up to me there at Maria's Italian restaurant. Um, the person I was sitting with is my, my second cousin's mother-in-law, and she lives in Simi Valley area and in a place called Agora Hills. And she told me in Agora Hills, all of her friends that were liberal were kind of going after her because she had said, and she's 80, I think she's 86 or 87 years old. She said they were coming after for her a couple of years ago when she had voted for Trump uh, because she had voted for Trump and she was honest about it. So here she's just discussing basically mother-in-law's mother um, also went through it. It's interesting. Um, I lost half my family, uh, my three brothers, my older son, my only daughter, because they discovered through the grapevine who I voted for back in 2016. So let's bring Francis up from North Carolina. Francis, do you have a question or comment for either Steve or Chris? Hey, folks. Well, one thing, uh, as far as uh, the one lady that uh, it would have been wise to just simply say it's none of your business, that's true. I'd have to agree with that uh, uh, response. Uh, secondly, I think I would have, uh, if I was her, I would ask, well, for one thing, who do you think I'm voting for and why? And put throw the ball back in their court and see what their response is. If it doesn't make logical sense, then it falls flat. But aside from that situation, uh, the electronic voting would work. The question is, are not all the machines function the same way for each blooming state or uh, counties in each state, for that matter, all synchronistic in nature? And if not, then why aren't they to start with from the get-go? Yes, uh, paper ballot would be a lot more uh, reasonable and sensible, but they don't want to spend the time, although they'd like to rake in the money for it, but they will not be willing to spend the time for it. As far as the electronic part goes, that is all in microseconds as far as the voting process goes with the machines and being translated to wherever it's supposed to be transferred to for the final count. 
Now, the fact that they're saying that it takes a month or so afterwards for electronic uh, voting machines, that's the biggest crock I've ever heard in my life. My other half is a computer programmer. He knows that things occur in microseconds. As far as the electrons go on your computer screen, boom, it's there. There's no question about it. Unless someone's going in and tweaking the bloody thing where it shows what they want to show or whatever the case is, which means that is treason. That is a jailable offense uh, requiring a one slice of bread and enough water to wash it down as should be for the uh, people that orchestrated the corona BS and got people to take the shot jab. So with that, y'all have a great week. Thank you, Francis, <laughs> folks. That is one of our let me, let me, let me just regular tell, listeners so, here. So the way they get away with that here in Oregon, Francis, if you're still listening, is yep. they say they want all these mail-in ballots to be be able to be counted so everybody can vote. I mean, they're too. I, I guess they're too lazy to mail them in time. And so it's funny, the law that they passed actually said, actually said that, that they had to have a, they had to be postmarked by election day, but you could count, they started out, they said you can count them, I believe it was either, a week, yeah, it was a week after the election. And well, then we found out that the ballots, they don't have postmarks. <laughs> they just, they Bingo. just go. And so what right. they, so the, the secretary of state took it on her, upon herself to call the, the, the county clerks, and they said, she said, well, if they don't have, since they don't have ballot, just use your best judgment. I trust that. And go what? ahead and take two, and go ahead and take two weeks. And so yeah. it took two, three weeks to get them all, all counted. It's it's just big fraud. It is, because quite frankly, I apologize. Uh, if oh, they no do worries. not have a postmark, and they declare it to be postmarked to be counted, and they say yep. otherwise, that then that person needs to be jailed. Because they are committing yep. fraud and treason right. over that situation. It's supposed to be a legal process that they're supposed to be upholding from the get go. Otherwise, they shouldn't be in office. Yeah, Thank see, you. but you don't you don't live in the communist state of Oregon. Well, <laughs> you know, well, I, I kind of wonder about it. Carolina. They won't allow. They will not. They have voted to not clean the ballot or the. Excuse me. They they have voted to not go into the voters. You know, clean out the voters' rolls because, you know, I mean, they don't want to get rid of all the dead, the dead Democrats in there, and they and they won't even let people look at them, as far as I can tell. And so, you know, it's it all looks like criminal fraud, but it is, it is. Well, folks, you know what, Francis, thank you so much. We're going to be going to a break here in about two minutes. Francis, that's Francis from North Carolina. Lina. She's one of our regular supporters and listeners to the Republic Broadcasting Network here at www.republicbroadcasting.org. Now, folks, in just a few minutes, we're going to go to break here. A couple of minutes, we're going to come back with Chris Brumbles, who has uh, um, had his own uh, show. He's going to be doing a podcast here. Will probably be called also the Trigger Warning. And then we have Steve Garrett out of New Mexico, and we're going to be talking a little bit more, uh, both Chris and Steve, about what's going on down at the border. Uh, we're getting a lot of reports coming in right now of uh, the caravan uh, that are coming from all over the nation and militia people coming. Through and down to Texas today on Monday, January the 29th, 2024, you're listening to us live here on Republic Broadcasting Network at www.republicbroadcasting.org.
will be in the archives after the show is over. The archives are free and they're store, stored indefinitely there in the Republic Broadcasting. Please, please, if you can find any way to financially support RBN, you're helping to pay for our airtime here and we appreciate your continued support. I want to say again, thank you to Robin and Bob in Thousand Oaks. I want to thank Thank you to Best Western Plus, and I want to say uh, safe travels to Pastor Padella on his For those of you Pac Woman and Omega Logos that are listening out of Australia down under, uh, we greatly appreciate that you are listening, and for Helen up in Canada, um, and Pastor Palawowski that came up with us the other day, Pastor Arthur Palawowski, who has been in prison over 100 times by Justin Trudeau, in Alberta, Canada, in the city of Calgary. Uh, God bless you and your people. Continue to do the good work. Continue to take the stand. Uh, Folks, we're going to be right back. Don't go away. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. Go to republicbroadcasting.org. Smash that donate button like Russian peacekeepers smashing through the Azov neo-Nazi terrorists in the Donbass. I don't think you can explain politics without looking at Jewish power any more than you can explain physics without dealing with gravity. 9-11 was a jointly conducted covert operation that involved multiple states, the Saudis, the Israelis, and what you could call the deep state in the United States. Cool, remarks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, your jiggling juice, we used to say, the the dancing Israelis. Uh, So even the Republicans now are compromising and they're pushing issues that are destructive to the white race. They would always say, like, are we just going to talk about this stuff on the radio? Like, what are we going to do about it? Either we force the democracy to work by actually getting the ballot access, getting the candidates, getting in office, getting our message out there to the people, or we expose just how undemocratic it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. 
Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts saying, come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. There's a man going around taking names, and he decides who to free and who to blame. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There'll be a golden ladder reaching down when the man comes around. The hairs on your arm will stand up at the terror in each sip and in each sup. Will you partake of that last offered cup or disappear into the potter's ground when the man comes around? Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers. One hundred million angels singing Multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum Voices calling, voices crying Some are born and some are dying Folks, that is Johnny Cash when the man comes around. I grew up with Johnny Cash uh, quite a man. He had quite a colorful history, uh, paid his debt to society, and started giving his wisdom through his music. And he, he was one of my favorites when I was growing up as a young girl. Uh, folks, this is Maggie Rose, and you are back with the Conquered Lantern here for the last part of the two-hour bit here. You are listening to us here at RBN, Republic Broadcasting Network, at www.republicbroadcasting.org. This show will be in the archives for your listening pressure free to you and your family and friends who may not have been able to tune in today. And I want to thank you all again for your continued support and for looking into some of our sponsors. Please patronize them if you can. If you have a few dollars here and there, you can throw the way of RBN. We really appreciate it. It helps pay for my airtime here on the Concord Lantern. Uh, Chris and Steve, I have a question for you. Hey, Maggie. My question, I'd like both of you. Go ahead. I just wanted to go over just a couple minutes of this Texas thing because I, you know, I study a lot of 
constitutional attorneys along real constitutional attorneys, not the ones that just say they are. And right. one of these guys, Mark W. Smith, he's actually a member of the the Supreme Court bar. He does cases in front of the Supreme Court. And, you know, this is how I found out some of this information. He said that these fences, they're on private property, and the private property owners were okay with them. And the border agents just came out today and said they were okay with them. There are 28 points of entry. So, oh, you know, they can come through the, the points of entry. Oh, Biden just wants the whole border, <laughs> which he has no authority to. Now, this is an interlocutory case. It's an interlocutory appeal. That means they're still in the middle of this appeal. The Supreme Court, as I said, five to four said that the Fifth Circuit's opinion was not allowed. They did not say, I just want people to understand what's really going on here. This is all propaganda. They're, it's like the media and the government's trying to start a war. It, it, it did not say the feds could not cut the fences. did not say that Texas had to move away from the border. said the Fifth Circuit's opinion can't stop the feds from, from cutting the fences. Okay, nothing, <clears throat> nothing, but there's also it, nothing that requires Greg Abbott from removing the fences. According to Article 4, the re feds are supposed to protect the borders. They have not been doing that. Under Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, the state is allowed to defend, defend against an invasion. This is an invasion. I mean, what else can you call it? This, this, you know, so Texas is protecting their sovereign and natural right to self defense, and oh, Biden. And his bureaucracies are trying to, well, they're committing tyranny is what they are. And this is, this is exactly why we have the right to keep and bear arms and, and to protect against these. I mean, most people think the, the, the president can do whatever he wants. We do not elect kings. The president can't. And matter of fact, he's exercising way more authority than he was ever given because the Congress will not call him on it. You can bet when Trump gets in there, they'll call him on it. <laughs> and well and that's that's the other side of the coin yeah. i mean you're looking at donald trump when elected is going to start prosecuting and what? that he's prosecuting. Going to start, he, oh i he's hope going so. to start prosecuting uh i mean and that therein lies where my concern is and it, it comes oh, whoa, down whoa, to whoa, a simple whoa, whoa. premise now wait a minute Donald Trump is not a judge. He can't prosecute. No. He can, he can right. recommend he can somebody direct, to prosecute. He can direct, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and request. And he can request. that's when the rubber's going to meet the road. Now, as mm -hmm. far as the Democrats, the Democrats are going to get shellacked this, this election. And they know I it. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, and then therein lies the problem. If you know you're, you, there's no way you can win a race... Mm -hmm. what's the best it's, scenario it's worse, it's worse that, than that this country has been invaded within and without by our elected employees who are sucking up to these marxists and communists and there's proof of this out there that are trying mm -hmm. to destroy our country and we, we don't well, i mean just think of it this way say say the federal say oh biden decides i'm just going to take over texas and he goes there and he calls out the National Guard and the militia and everybody. And the Democrats think that, that O'Biden could just say, National Guard, you're now federalized. He can't do that. I mean, no. they were part of the reason they were there is to protect the state against the feds, too. So if the feds come in, are they going to say, 
all right, you guys stand down. You're now part of the federal government and just take over Texas. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, you, they would have never signed the Constitution and become part or become part of the United States if that was the case. They they are still sovereign. People don't realize we we don't have one nation. We have 50 nations that are cooperating together. They are sovereign. Anyway, sorry about that. Go ahead. No worries. Um, yeah. My my point is yes. If you know you're not going to win a race, there is no mm-hmm. possibility of winning the race. Mm-hmm. What is the best case scenario then? That the race never happens. Uh, they can't do that either. Well, uh, under martial law, you can. There's no, there is no martial law in the Constitution. Everybody seems to think that the, the when it was done by Abraham Lincoln, when you're doing it, it state by state, any state, any state can declare martial law. No, they can't. There is no martial law in the Constitution. The only the only protection, the only thing that is necessary for a free state is the militia. Everybody thinks you can. You so can an act of war, if we, if the war is declared, what happens? Well, they have the, the authority to call. If war up the is mil- declared. Uh, declared with who? If the United States declares war, mm-hmm. on who? Oh, you mean on the does people? It matter? No. Well, it does. It what does. I'm saying I'm, is, is if we declare war on another country, what happens to the elections? Well, we'll still have an election. <laughs> we will? I mean, why wouldn't we? Wouldn't Hasn't there, in America's past, has not an election been... Uh, uh, postponed. Did we well, not? I do a I lot mean, of reading. Elections I've never have been postponed whenever there's been an election because we have to stick with whoever the president is at the time we declare war, whether it was World War One or World War Two. Now, remember, well, Korea I'm was sorry. Did we, did we or did we not go to war with Iraq and Afghanistan? That was not a legitimate war. That wasn't a that war. Was not we didn't war. declare war. We were at war with Afghanistan, and we no, were at war Chris, with Chris, Chris, listen. Know. No, no. What it was was Korea was a police action. Vietnam was a police action. Afghanistan and Iraq were considered police actions. It was never declared and sanctioned by Congress. The only two wars that were sanctioned by Congress was World War One and World so, War II. So what you're saying, so what now you're saying is as long as it's sanctioned by Congress, they can just go ahead and not have elections? I don't think so. There's nowhere in the Constitution that says that. Nowhere. Tell me, and if I'm wrong, tell me where I'm wrong. Okay, well, the, the supreme law of the land. It tells you how to have elections, right. and it doesn't say, "Well, if you're in a war, you you can't you don't you can't have an election." This is propaganda put out by the media. Okay, and people are believing. What this. I'm trying to share with you is in World War One and World War Two, whoever was the president when those wars started and were declared official, officially declared a war. Those guys got to stay in the presidency until the war was over. Well, no, no, no. you know, like FDR won what four or five? What did he? He won like was it four times? And he died in his fourth term or fifth term? I can't recall. He's a, but, he was a Marxist, but he still had to run for re-election. I don't know. I think what Steve is trying to say, they they may be able to find a wiggle way or a loophole to be able to say if they declare war, especially on the United States, on the American people, either cause a civil war or push people into revolutionary war, then they can say, OK, we're declaring martial law. All elections are succeeded. You have to be off the streets by midnight. And now we're bringing in the United Nations. 
<laughs> they don't have any authority to do that. I'm Steve, will you. you explain? Will you explain to Chris and me then how that might be able to happen? If they do that, then everybody in this in this country better stand up, stand the fucking post. Excuse my language. Stand the doggone post and lock. If they up. have the balls, men and women need to both have the balls and the cojones to do that. They will. They will. There's a lot of people in this country that that are keeping quiet that have been patient for a long yeah, time. I they know. Don't want to War, they're they the, the, they're the gray men, the gray women. Steve, could you explain to us, please, what you're trying to say, what you think could happen? Well, it's it it goes to uh, God. What is it? Um, I, I want to say Title Forty Two. Um, the the, the, and it's the, the suspension of elections. I would have to dig in my files and and find it all again. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter because the supreme law of the land is the Constitution. If they if they even wrote a law like like you're saying, it's illegal. Well, it's, it's, then you're, you're then you're dealing with the democratic states. We're, we're not know, a democrat. That's, 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 that's the unfortunate part about this. You you've got an active resistance against the Constitution. You want an active uh, uh, movement. Mm-hmm. To put us under world uh, 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 a world government, uh, mm-hmm. you have a president that's actively trying to turn over our pandemic response to the WHO. You know yeah. it. Yeah. We're, you know, so you've got active, active. He's trying to. He's trying to do a lot of things, but he's not going to be able to get it done because, you know, we have checks and balances everywhere, and. <clears throat> he would have to get that with like two thirds of the <clears throat> Senate would have to agree with that, and and then it would have to not be contrary to the Constitution, which it is. So even if they pass that, that sign that treaty, I wouldn't obey. It violates well, the Constitution. There's, yeah, there's many people that wouldn't obey, and then then you're looking at a civil war type of situation, um, and that's what I'm almost. Okay, so here we have right here, guys, Steve, what I have here, sorry, I don't mean to walk on you. Mm -hmm. It says here that this is an article put out on April 10th, 2020 by Scott Bomboy. That's B like in boy, O-M-B-O-Y, Scott Bomboy. Does the Constitution Mm -hmm. allow, it's entitled, does the Constitution allow for a delayed presidential election? As America battled the COVID-19 virus, speculation had started that a prolonged public health crisis could delay or even postpone the year's presidential election. So how would the Constitution deal with such an unusual situation? In general, a combination of state or congressional actions could delay elections but not postpone the selection of the president and vice president. The only hardline deadline spelled out in the Constitution... I'm sorry, was that last part you said, but not postpone the president and... In general, a, in general, a combination of state or congressional actions could delay elections but not postpone the selection of the president vice president. The only hardline deadline spelled out in the Constitution is the end of the president's term and a vice president's term on January 20 of the year following a general election. The same deadline applies regardless of term limits imposed on the president under the 22nd amendment the constitution's text requires 
requires that a group of electors, commonly called the Electoral College, will choose the next president. If a majority of electors fails to agree on a winner, Congress picks the winner in continent elections held within Congress under the okay. terms of the Twelfth Amendment. That has to do with martial law and suspending the election. Yeah, in Article Two, Section One, the U.S. Constitution requires two steps in the general election and the electoral college process. So basically what's saying is, now, if they declare martial law, okay, that is where a lot of people now are standing for it, says what happens if the World Health Organization and the United Nations and the Marxist communist uh, globalists, many of them in the United Nations, try to find some way to suspend the Constitution. Well, we already know that the Constitution we're supposed to be under has become bastardized. And since 1871, we've been under a Constitution that actually belongs to the corporations, those corporations under uh, the City of London, okay, hold, the Vatican. Hold, 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 on, hold on, Maggie, hold on. You're getting way off, going way down the rabbit hole here. You cannot, there is no legal way to do martial law. Abraham Lincoln did it back in the 1860s. They, of course, they waited till he died, and then they they said that was unconstitutional. I can't remember what year it was, but it was maybe six. Maybe it was right after the war between the, you know Lincoln's war. They cannot do martial law. There's also posse comitatus. The government cannot act like police, and I mean the the army cannot act like police in this country. That's why they manipulated the National Guard and stuff because they are actually people from the states they, which I don't I don't I don't even think that that's right but but that's well, just our, our governor in in essence declared martial law in Gallup yes she did well, I remember that's, that that's illegal it's illegal uh, Since when well, do they care yeah, about can, what's you legal? can say it's illegal and you can scream can to the top of your illegal. lungs but it yeah, still well, happens. Yeah, the governor in New Mexico, I remember, Steve, when you and Erica called JC and I up and said mm-hmm. that she had declared martial law, I almost fell off my chair. They, they named it something else, but you had to have papers to travel. You could travel with in yes. no more larger groups than two people, yeah. and the National Guard, our state National Guard, was there enforcing the, the <laughs> traffic points, uh, she had the stores pulling product off of shelves. Um, it it was surreal. It was. They, it was well, a nightmare. I remember effectively that. Effectively cut Our off Indian laws, nations from coming into Gallup to get the the food, water, and medicine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then martial, I remember you. Martial law is illegal. It's, I believe it's propaganda that has been pushed by the movies. And, you know, you, you see movies where they have mountain martial law all the time. Yep. yep. Well, now let's have Misty. Misty is in Kansas. Um, Misty in Kansas, do you have a question or a comment? We're close to the end of the hour. A question or a comment for either Steve or Chris. Misty. Uh, I don't know which one. The gentleman who is uh, stating that they do not have authority to uh, uh declare martial law. If you look okay. at the Bill of Rights, that's our law, the people's law. Read the ninth article. That tells you right there that the government does not have that authority. 
the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny nor disparage others retained by the people. They uh, cannot. It is, it is unlawful 100% for the government to suspend our rights under any circumstances, period. That's right. That's right. Just like these, these emergency these emergency yep. laws that they were they were passing were illegal. Mm-hmm. Every one of them, I, I disobeyed every one of those COVID scamdemic laws. I didn't wear a mask. I drove wherever the hell I wanted, and and I I, I had twenty people here on Thanksgiving. They they cannot mm-hmm. they can tell you whatever they want to do, and you know I even talked to sheriffs about this and they agreed that they yep. can, they can, oh, I mean I since, completely since agree when, with you. Yeah, since when is a what did they call them? What did they call them now? Crap. <laughs> they, they, the mandate. What is a mandate? And how many legislatures does it take to pass that? Yeah. A mandate is a request, except for they were, they were, you know, they were violating our rights under the color of law. And they should have all been thrown in jail under Article 42 or Article 18, Section 424. What are, or is it 242? Every one of them. Yeah. Well, same with Kate Brown. She was turning around, closing down bar, uh, beauty salons, and yet she went to a beauty salon and had them open up for her. And we had um, Nancy Pelosi. And by the way, it didn't work. She's still ugly. Oh, beauty salon in San Francisco thing. to have her hair done. And that lady there, yeah, that lady there had her on camera. Because they had a security camera, and Nancy Pelosi found out that she was on security camera sneaking into a San Francisco beauty salon. We had Governor uh, Gavin Newsom that said we couldn't have Thanksgiving in California with our relatives. But then he goes to the French Laundry with about eight or nine or ten of his friends up in Napa County, and they were in there without masks, coming and going. I mean, it's hypocritical. We have Francis in North Carolina. As a matter of fact, when they when they – when they reconstructed the South, they split it into four parts, and they had four generals running it under martial law. The only reason they got away with that is because they said all of a sudden the Southern people were not Americans. Now, when they were attacking them and, and starting a war, they said, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to keep our union together, which implies that they're going to make the Americans be Americans whether they want to or not. But, but then they, they put them under martial law for 12 years and raped and pillaged their land. And, and 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 said they weren't American citizens. That's why they couldn't run for office until they wanted the thir- they they wanted to force them to sign the thirteenth and fourteenth amendment. And for that purpose, they could be American citizens. You know, don't and trust the ninth them. article they they just violated the ninth article by doing that. Yeah. Period. Yes. And they violated a lot. <laughs> Yeah, we know it. I'm just saying, I know people need to understand the people's authority. That's just where I go with it straight. You need to know who you are and your law. And the ninth and the tenth article clearly state that Mr. Fedman has no authority, period. We are being played, people. We are being played because we're ignorant of our own law. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Reason why they, that's the reason why they did away with history classes. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? You know, and and one of the things that needs to happen is 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 this whole federal school system mm-hmm. needs to be abolished. 
Um, yes, no, there's, it's, it's one thing here in New Mexico. I've been screaming at the top of my lungs. The Constitution has been violated. Mm-hmm. This, the governor, our governor, violated the Constitution. Therefore, she should be, no one's above the law. Well, then she should be, she should be prosecuted. No one's going to do it. Well, that's what I'm saying. We we have we have been so dumbed down that that the people don't even know their authority. They do know that we, as the people, are supposed to have the final say, but they can't even explain it to themselves on where this comes from. Read the ninth and tenth article of the Bill of Rights. You'll get it. Mm-hmm. You, it's simple. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, no, folks, it, 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 thank you so much well. for calling in. The Fifth Amendment says states are sovereign to the feds, and the Ninth Amendment says we're, we're sovereign to, to feds and state. And matter of fact, Madison said that we, the people, are the common superior to the federal and states. So people just don't realize that because... Folks, we have one more minute to go. I want to thank Chris Brumbles. Uh the um, host of the trigger warning for coming on the show today, uh, Columbia County Coordinator in Oregon. And I also want to thank Steve Garrett uh, out of New Mexico. We hope to have both of you back again, folks. This is Maggie Rose. Just to reiterate, (laughs) uh, put something in here uh, real quick. Um, With the increase present on the Texas border, New Mexico is seeing more crossings. So they've just shifted over to a state where it's easier for them to facilitate getting across the border. Boy, thank you for that, Steve. Thank you for sharing that. Folks, you've been listening to Steve Garrett out of New Mexico, uh, Chris Brummels out of Oregon. I want to thank Steve, Francis, and Bubba for calling into the show. This is Maggie Rose. I'll be back next Monday, same time, same channel. Thank you for coming in. We want our liberty and our dignity and our freedoms and our rights restored. We want this country back. She's been driven way off track. We're wide awake and we're madder than hell now. And we ain't gonna take it anymore. No, we're not gonna take it anymore. Now we know our cause is right. And our victory's on the way And we won't give up the fight Till we hear 200 million My name is John, I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee And I started uh, Blackout Because I really love coffee I've always loved coffee And after traveling so much to Europe, South America And trying so many different coffees That were so good And uh, every time I came back uh, to the US I was so disappointed with the coffee So I figured that I had to do something about it The biggest difference is Really is on the beans And the roasting process how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10.
You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.